It was the summer after my sophomore year of high school. I was really excited about the break, and I started thinking about everything I could do without all of my school assignments keeping me busy. My parents both worked jobs that last all day until 5 o'clock, so I was alone at home every weekday until then. I would often just hang out by myself watching TV and playing video games. I felt relatively safe because even if somebody decided to try and break in, my dog would bark his head off to warn me. My dog is small and not too threatening, but in the event of an emergency I could always rely on him to give some sort of warning if I received an uninvited visitor. For reference, I live in a second-story apartment with three bedrooms. It's not too large, and since it was on the second story, I didn't really fear anyone breaking in unnoticed. The front door leads into the living room, and directly to the right is my parents' room. If you walk a few feet to the left, there is a small kitchen area and a hallway that leads to my room, the third room that was used for laundry and my bathroom. So, now that all that's explained, I'll get on to the story. It was the middle of June, and I had set an alarm around 9 or 10 o'clock to get an earlier start to my day. I would often stay up very late, so I usually woke up around noon or the afternoon. I woke up, took a shower, and decided my dog could use a walk. I put his leash on and looked for my key to lock the door before leaving. I couldn't find it anywhere. I thought for a second, and then realized when I went to eat at a restaurant with my parents yesterday. I used the key to lock the door when I left, and I brought it with me. The key was on a lanyard, and I took it off in my mom's car. I must have forgotten it in there when we came back home. I figured it wasn't too big of a deal, and nobody would know the door was unlocked anyways. So I left to walk my dog with the door unlocked. That had to be the biggest mistake I could have made. After walking my dog for about 20 minutes, I returned back to my apartment. Immediately, I noticed something odd about the door. It was open just a crack. Our door sometimes doesn't shut completely if you don't close it hard enough, so it could have been that. I almost dismissed any bad thought I had in my mind until I realized that I made sure to have shut it hard enough before leaving. I felt a bit uneasy, but something in me kept me from panicking too much, maybe figuring my memory was off or something. I opened the door and slammed it shut. However, I didn't want to lock it from the inside yet, just in case I needed to make a run for it. I was dead quiet and listened for any sound I could. There was nothing. I started to calm down a bit, and I made my way back to my room. When I entered, I noticed something I definitely knew wasn't right. The closet doors in my room were closed. I never closed my closet doors just because I didn't really have the reason to. I took a quick glance at the bottom of the closet and noticed a dark spot that indicated someone was standing there. My heart sank and I made sure to stay on the side of the closet so I could not be seen through the doors. I tried to remain calm and find a way to leave the room but not give away that I knew the person's location. I sat on the edge of my bed that is also to the side of the closet, so it would be just outside of the person's view. I pretended to check my phone, making sure to leave my door open. I deeply sighed and muttered, shit, in an annoyed, yet calm tone to make them think I had to attend to something. To my relief, it actually worked. I walked out my room, down the hallway, grabbed my dog, and broke off into a full-on sprint until I was a safe distance away. I called the police and then my parents to let them know what had just happened. The police were a bit skeptical of my claim at first, 
but the sheer terror in my voice let them know that I was not messing around, so they came. My parents also showed up, and they both had a look of genuine concern. They knew that I wouldn't be causing all this just for a stupid prank. The cops entered my apartment to investigate. What they found left me petrified. A tall and skinny man was escorted out by the police in handcuffs. He was much taller than I was, and I was around 5 foot 10 or 5 foot 11. The police also brought out a large hunting knife that the man had in his hand upon discovering him. As my parents found this out, they both locked me in a tight embrace, being thankful I was alive. The man looked like he was in his fifties, and he had scraggly gray hair that was all over the place. As the police neared their car with him, I'll never forget what he did. He looked straight at me for a second or two, and gave me the most horrifying smile I have ever seen in my life. His mouth was filled with disgusting yellow teeth and his eyes were opened extremely wide. His eyes were an ominous dark color, close to black. A total stranger was trying to kill me and I was beyond grateful to still have my life. Upon asking if they knew why he wanted to do this, the police didn't know. The guy didn't even try to steal anything. He just wanted to kill me for something that I will never know. It left me extremely confused and severely anxious for the next couple of days, and I even went to stay at a friend's with his parents during the weekdays until my parents got home. Just to feel safe, it's my senior year now and I'm doing alright. Nothing else like that has occurred since then, but I still remember that day sometimes. An insane person broke in and waited for me, and was close to taking my life. I make sure to lock the door all the time now and I never, ever forgot my key after that. First of all, I would like to say that this story really happened, and I'm very interested in your opinions on what might have occurred. I was about 13, 14 years old when it happened. It was the end of my spring holidays, and I was sitting in the living room playing online games on my laptop around 9, 10 a.m., I was fully prepared for the first day of school after the spring holidays and was just playing to spend some time before going to the bus stop. An important thing to mention is that I was home alone, my cat was sleeping next to me, and I didn't have any other TVS or PCS turned on. It was very quiet, and I was calm and not stressed at all I'm saying this so you understand that this certainly wasn't a hallucination or anything like that. My parents would leave me home alone in our apartment all the time so I was very comfortable and absolutely not scared like other kids. Suddenly, I heard a strange sound in the hallway. It was very quiet and almost unnoticeable. It sounded like someone was walking barefoot, and because we had laminate flooring, it sounded like the foot was sticking to the floor. I didn't pay much attention to it because I thought it was probably a bird outside the window or maybe my neighbor. I can assure you, it wasn't any of these things. It was obvious that the sound was coming from the hallway. When you live in the same place for a long time, you are familiar with the sounds and the sources of these sounds, making it easy to locate the direction. Unfortunately, that's not the end of my story. The sound got louder, much louder. At first, I could hear distinct footsteps. It no longer sounded like somebody was crawling barefoot. After that, it started to sound like someone was deliberately banging his or her foot against the floor to make it even louder. You know how, after a long time of living together with your parents or relatives, you can tell from miles away who is walking. Every person makes his own sound. 
When I heard that noise, I couldn't recognize anyone from my family, and that's when I started panicking. At first, I thought someone had broken into our apartment. I immediately grabbed my phone and started dialing an emergency number. Then I realized I didn't hear any sounds outside of walking, no doors opening or windows smashing. I was trying to calm myself down, but my heart was beating so fast, I was about to faint. I called my mom, hysterically explaining the situation. She tried to laugh it off, but then she realized I wasn't joking. She advised me to call my grandmother and granddad, who lived very close to our apartment. I called them, unfortunately having to wait for them to arrive. It usually takes 5-10 minutes, but I swear these were the longest 5-10 minutes of my life. The sound did not stop. Whatever was walking before started running like crazy. An important thing to notice is that there's this part of the floor in the hallway that makes squeaky noises. It is impossible to replicate I'm saying this so you understand that this is certainly not a bird or another animal outside the apartment, and it is somewhat loud. So when that entity was running from one corner to another every few seconds, I could hear that thing running over that part of the floor, making this squeaky noise. At this point, I knew that if that thing decided to enter the living room and say hi to me, I would have a heart attack. I decided to at least do something, so I tossed my sleeping cat in the doorway by the way, the sounds did not wake him up. Unfortunately, that didn't do anything, and the sound did not stop. I decided to call my mum again, hoping that the second call would make it stop. While talking to my mum, screaming and hysterically crying, I wasn't really paying attention to the sound and didn't notice when it stopped. The next thing I heard is my grandmother opening the door and entering the apartment she had spare keys. We had a look around the apartment together to make sure that whatever was causing the sound wasn't hidden somewhere in the wardrobe or under the bed. We didn't find any broken windows, door locks, misplaced items, or anything important. We still live in the same place, and nothing like this has happened to me or anyone else again. I've told this story to many people, and no one has given me a reasonable explanation. I'm very interested in your opinion, guys. Sorry if this is a little long. I still have a hard time believing it so I don't blame you for doubting it. So basically one weekend in December, I was left home alone. My brothers had a swim meet in Hershey, Pennsylvania. My parents, for the first time in my life, said I can either come or stay home alone. Of course, being 16 at the time, I decided to stay home. My parents had three rules, no parties, no girls, and to walk the dog three times a day, morning, afternoon, night. That part is very important. My best friend, let's call him Mike, came over the first day. He was there from 11 a.m. till 4 p.m. Not a long time, but enough time to give me some booze. After he left, I walked the dog. When I came home, I cracked open 3-4 and got pleasantly drunk, not blackout. So when the night walk came, I wasn't in the most thoughtful mind space. I walked out, stumbled around walking the dog, and came home. I opened the door, and then it hit me. I didn't lock it. To put this in perspective, we lived in a shitty neighborhood at the time, so that was very dangerous. I looked around the house. Nothing broken, nothing stolen. Everything seemed fine. Everything was not. I went to bed that night at around 2 a.m. Just as I was falling asleep, I heard creaking coming from our attic. That's weird, I thought. 
I went into my parents' room where the attic is, and it was closed and locked. It's fine, I thought. Now my drunk ass forgot one important thing. There are two locks on the door, one inside, one outside. So I finally went back to bed and fell asleep. I was woken up by a thud outside my door. I looked over and saw a man there. He was about six foot three, very skinny and shaking. My brain thought, God, I regret drinking, and I somehow fell back asleep. I woke up that morning a little hungover. I went throughout my day and decided to nap around 5 p.m. I woke up from that nap around midnight to 1 a.m. I opened my door, and there he was again, same guy. Just one minor change. I was fully awake, and he was real. Frozen in fear, I realized there was only one thing to do, run. I booked it downstairs with him hot on my tail. I swung open the door and sprinted, him still following, screaming about how I should have kept off his property. I ran into the street, and just as he was about to catch me, screech, thud, splat, I turned around and saw his body about ten yards from a car, dented and covered in blood. The driver got out and immediately started yelling at me, not even looking at the body. Shakily and panicky, I explained what had happened. We walked over to the man's body, but he was dead. We called the police, and they were there immediately. I called my parents, and they came home the next day. I still get nervous being home alone. Worst part is I live by myself now. That night still plays in my head when I go to sleep. All to think if I had locked the door, none of that would have happened. Age 9-11 and completely home alone. Super old house, it was definitely haunted. House was pretty secluded, no kids around and my room was in the center of the house. So if there was any kids, I still wouldn't have been able to hear them. I was sitting on the floor of my room when I heard a laugh. Chucky or jigsaw type laugh. I checked under my bed and the closet and no one was there. No radios or TVS were on. No idea what could have caused it, but I know for certain it happened. When I was around 15 years old, my parents went out of town for the night, and I had the house to myself. I lived in the New York City suburbs, so small Cape Cod-style house with a small vinyl-fenced-in backyard. I decided since they would be gone for the night, I'd invite three-quarter of my buddies over to smoke pot in my room. We had been hanging, listening to music, smoking bowls in my room, and then there was a knock at the door. Before I could open the front door, someone came in through my bedroom window in my backyard, and another person came in through my side door. I opened the front door to a police officer. He claimed they had gotten a call about a house break-in, and suggested me and my buddies broke into the house and were robbing the place. It was terrifying. The police entered my home before I could even open the front door, and then were accusing me of not being a resident of said household, all while being super stoned at fifteen. I asked why they were in my house and where their warrant was, to which they told me they had probable cause due to the call regarding a break-in. As they continued to berate and accuse me of not living there, I grabbed a family picture off the table, shoved it in the cop's face, and asked them to step outside. Joe then closed the door in their face. That's when I realized that cops aren't really there to protect and serve. I was staying at my parents' house in my old room during my first year of college. 
I had taken my bed to my new place, so I was sleeping on a folding trundle bed with my old nightstand and alarm clock. The ceiling fan had a light that hadn't worked in years. I was drifting off to sleep when I started to feel this sinking feeling like I was descending. I just thought that it was a nice sensation to be literally falling into sleep. Moments later, the whole bed stand collapses. I hit the floor, the broken light starts flickering on and off, and the old clock's alarm triggers. I got up shaking and turned everything off, and then walked into my parents' room, who were still awake with the light on like a terrified boy. That light kept on working after that, as it probably had a wire loose that was reconnected from me hitting the ground. Also, alarm clock likely hadn't been plugged in for a while, and the alarm would have been reset. The bed was a piece of shit, and I'm not surprised it collapsed. It's all explainable, but those three things happening together scared the hell out of me that night. I was taking care of my parents' house in the woods of Colorado. I woke up in the middle of the night to this black figure standing over me making a gurgling noise, not loud, it sounded like it was far away, but the figure was inches away from me. I'm not a stranger to sleep paralysis, the demon in the corner type thing, but this was different. I couldn't move which carried over, but I was trying, it felt like I was tied down. My vision started to go red, almost like when you're injured in a video game. That blood effect that moves in from the edges. All of the sudden the figure fell on me. I could feel the weight pressing down on my chest. I couldn't breathe, I could feel my blood struggle to escape underneath it. Then it rolled off of my onto the other side of the bed and started laughing. Quietly like it had just remembered an inside joke. But it was laughing in mock versions of other people's laughs. My mom's, my dad's, a few of my friends. It started to distort. It became the silhouette of my mom five years earlier. The laugh became a touch clearer, closer to hers. Then its hand slid over in the bed, very slowly, like it was nervous to touch me. It grabbed my hand and held on, fingers interlaced. It felt like solid fog, and it rolled like there was something liquid moving in waves underneath the surface. It kept holding on and kept laughing. Eventually the red in my vision faded into full black, and I woke up almost a full twenty hours later. My body ached, it felt like my spine had been taken out and replaced. Moving was a chore, I had to relearn how to do all the simple things over the next hour or two until it all crashed back into me. I try not to remember it too much, in case it comes back. Okay, so I'm 18, and this happened last week. I recently moved to a different country with my parents for context later. I was home alone a couple of days ago, and my parents said they were going somewhere to buy something wasn't really paying much attention, so they were going out and leaving me home with the dog, a small dog. They left, and I was just doing graphic design work with our dog silently sitting next to me when all of a sudden he starts barking incessantly. He barks a lot, even more in the presence of other animals or strangers, but he was barking a lot more than usual so I thought he might have seen a stranger walk by our house through the window or something. But he gets up and runs to the front door. His barking isn't uncommon, so mildly annoyed. I go after him to try and calm him down. Our front door has one of those windows with the glass you can't see through very clearly. I think it's called frosted glass or something. 
I go to the front door to see my dog jumping and barking at the door, and the shadow of someone standing directly in front of the door eerily close to it. I was born and raised in Canada, so my first language is English. I know the native language to this country at a conversational level because I use it to speak with family and relatives. I assumed it was the mailman or something but a little nervous, as I am not a very outgoing person and still struggle with the language. I pick up my dog and call out to the person to see what they want paper thin walls, but there is no response. I call out to them about four times and they just stood there in front of the door as if they were staring. I am sufficiently creeped out at this point and go back to the room I was working in with my dog. The room is right beside the front door. Seconds after I go back to the room, I hear the person trying to open the door. A few minutes pass and they leave. About ten minutes go by and my parents are back home. I don't know why, but I hadn't planned on telling them. However, once they came home, my dad asked me if someone had come by the house. He told me it was just something being delivered to our house and that he had gotten a text, whatever that means. I was still creeped out because they didn't even ring the doorbell or say anything when I called out to them. Two days ago, my parents have to go out again, but this time they insist I should shut the curtains, turn off the lights, and remind me not to open the door for any strangers. I'm 18, but they were being overly cautious this time, and it reminded me of this incident. To preface this, I'd like to say I'm from a city in the north of England that is somewhat well known for drug addicts. Where I live is less rough than where I grew up, so it's not something I worry about other than making sure doors and windows are locked, and I don't go out alone at night. I 22 female live with my boyfriend in a ground floor one bedroom flat where the bedroom is right next to the front door. On this night, I was sitting in my bedroom, and my boyfriend was gaming in the living room with a headset on. I started hearing someone walking outside and pacing while mumbling. I wasn't too worried as the door was locked, but I started to hear taps on the bedroom window very lightly. At this point, I texted my boyfriend to ask him to come check if he can hear it, but he didn't see the text at first. After this, I left my bedroom door open so I could see the front door just in case, and thank God I did because I saw hands coming through the letterbox and reaching up towards the keys that were in the lock presumably to let himself in. I immediately got up and took the keys out, at which point the guy started banging and running into the door. My boyfriend heard this and saw my text, and he came out to see what was going on. He opened the door to tell the guy to go away, and he pushed past him into the house. My boyfriend kept telling him to get out, and the guy started yelling for him, Mike. He was gaunt and had extremely dilated eyes, very clearly on drugs and confused, but was told, No, Mike lives here or in this building, and my boyfriend pushed him back out of the door. I assumed that was that and he'd leave, but he then pointed at my neighbor's door and said, I'll go to that one then. I'm not close with my neighbors, but we all know each other and I knew that the woman there was home alone that night, so I made a point of saying nope, no Mike there either. He then stated that he needed to go upstairs, the stairs were right behind him, and led to the next floor of flats, but said he could only get upstairs by going through our flat, which made no sense. My boyfriend pointed the stairs out to him, and he said thank you, but then once again tried to gain access to our flat by saying he wanted to give me a handshake. My boyfriend firmly pushed him back and locked the door, removing the keys. 
We assumed he left after this, but I heard him trying other people's letterboxes and called the police. The police are always at this building, and they had already been called by a neighbor for this guy, so they came pretty fast. I'm not sure what happened to the guy, but I'm thankful I was awake at 4am that night, and safe to say I no longer keep the keys in the door. After graduating from New York University, I decided to move to Pennsylvania for work in a bit of a change of pace. The place I moved to was very rural compared to what I was used to, and right away, I thought that the people were nicer. I mean, I didn't even have to introduce myself to the neighbor before he and his son offered to help me get some of the heavier stuff out of the truck. It was just me and my mom driving the truck with all my stuff, so when they offered to help, we really appreciated it. The older man and my mom started bonding over me because the man said that I reminded him of his daughter who had moved away a few years ago. Meanwhile, I mainly focused on making sure that I got everything out of the truck and in the right rooms. When we were finally finished, I thanked Roger and his son Dylan for helping move my stuff and for lending us a hand with assembling the bed. But they said it wasn't a problem and left me their number, telling me to call if I ever needed anything. My mom stayed for a few hours and helped me unpack some boxes, and by the time she left, it was already dark out. I have to admit it was a little weird being on my own for the first time, but for some reason, I didn't feel scared at all, at least not at first. It wasn't until around 10 that night that my mood started to take a serious turn. I was watching some Survivor on TV and just enjoying having an entire place to myself when I thought I saw something move out of the corner of my eye. I froze in place as I looked toward the window that led to the front yard, but I couldn't see anything because of how dark it was compared to the inside. I decided to get up and close the curtains just to be safe, but from that point on, I couldn't shake the feeling that, no matter where I went in my house, something was watching me. It got to the point where I even called my parents to help calm myself down, and after having them tell me that it was probably just my mind playing tricks on me, I finally managed to shake the feeling. However, I stayed on the phone with my mom for way too long, and by the time I hung up, I realized how tired I was and figured that it was time for me to go to bed. I did my usual nighttime routine and grabbed a glass of water before heading into my room. By that point, I'd forgotten the entire incident from earlier that night and didn't even think to close my blinds. To this day, that's a decision I regret and something I will never neglect to do again. It wasn't long after laying down that I let myself drift off to sleep, but I hadn't quite gotten there when something made my eyes shoot open. I could hear the clear sound of things crunching on the ground outside of my window, and before I could turn all the way around in my bed to face it, I saw a bright flash. I screamed as loud as I could as I realized that someone had just taken my picture from outside my window, and as I got quiet, I could hear the sound of them running away. I grabbed my phone and ran over to the window. Once I got there, I tossed it open and shined my flashlight out into my yard, and though I could hardly see it, I could just make out what looked like the silhouette of someone running toward my neighbor's house. I immediately called my parents and the police, who both came to my house as fast as they could. Even though we didn't have clear evidence as to who was outside of my window taking pictures of me, the police still went to talk to my neighbors. When they did, they apparently spoke to the son Dylan, who didn't realize that his dad was in trouble and let it slip that he had just gotten home. 
even though Roger had told the officer that he had been inside the entire night. After questioning Roger a bit more, he finally admitted to watching me through my window, and when he thought I was asleep, he decided to take a picture of me, not realizing that his flash was on. Roger got in trouble, but when I realized that he only got a small fine, I figured that my safest option was to move back in with my parents until I could find a better place to live.